Hello everybody, it's your girl Hado. And your girl Halima. And welcome to Let's, Let's Talk, Talk Bantus. Yay! <laughs> welcome back, listeners. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, like, we missed you guys so much. And I know you guys have been waiting for an amazing episode. And we just kind of, you know, obviously Halima and I both are college students. We work. Life just regular life in America, you know. So we just kind of been chasing life. So, you know, we're back though. So let's just kind of get into it. Um, Today's episode, we're actually diving into a few different things like we always do whenever on just one topic, as you guys noticed. Um, So today's episode is we're going to kind of hit three topics. Um, And they're not all the same. It's kind of all over the place. Um, For the first one, we're going to start off with colorism in the Somali Bantu community mm-hmm. and outside of our community, like the, just colorism, period. Um, and then we're going to dive into the rights that women have in Islam, the rights that you have in your marriages that a lot of you guys seem to not know. We'll just kind of touch up on that and let you guys know what you are. What... Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what God has given you and what God has said, yes, you can do this. No, you can't do this. Yes, you're rightfully own this no you're not rightfully own you know things like that and then to just kind of close off the episode you know recently we've been dealing with a lot of rough things you know personally so we're just gonna kind of have halima give us some advice because i don't know if halima are you okay with sharing this information right yeah it's all okay. right um i don't know if you guys know but halima has actually dealt with a death not too long ago just a few months ago i'm um, her two brothers um who recently drowned in a lake and you know my brother recently just drowned in the lake but he's still fighting and he's still you know he's a fighter so he will make this and you know i just kind of want halima to give people who are listening who dealt with things like this advice and just kind of give people because when I see Halima, I swear, I'm like, Halima, you are so strong. Like, you smile, you live, you wake up, you still go to school, you still go to work, all that stuff. And I'm just like, wow, like, that's phenomenal. A lot of people, they let things like this just stop their whole entire lives forever. You know, they're not the same that they used to be. They don't do things that they used to be. You know, how they were before is not who they are today. So just kind of, Halima, how do you do it? And we just kind of mm-hmm. all want to know. So we'll leave that towards the end when we're kind of, so let's speak about colorism. Okay, me and Halima are both very much chocolate. Yes. Um, and we experience. Oh, we don't have a disclaimer, but y'all already know what's up. We all know this. <laughs> I just forgot life. about the disclaimer. Ain't nobody, you know, don't be offended. Don't get your, don't get too irritated. It's not that serious. If the shoe fits, wear it. If it doesn't, let it fly. You know, I don't really know what else to say. Like, just a- like any other disclaimer. ASMR. <laughs> but yeah, y'all already know what's up with that whole part. Okay, now back to your regularly scheduled program. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot about the disclaimer, y'all. I suck. Anyway, colorism. Yeah, stop it. Like, we're in 2021. <laughs> Let people be black in peace. God damn it. Gosh. I have a story for you guys. Um... Halima already knows, but last week, you know, I was just at the store after I recently found out what happened to my brother, my friends, you know, obviously trying to get me out the house, get me out of the depression state, you know, so we go to the store, the Somali store, we're looking for clothes, da, da, da. so I'm trying to close on, obviously, you know, just trying to close on, the lady, she's helping me and she's behind me or whatever, you know, lifting my arms up and she was like, lift your arms up, Blackie, and I'm like, Mind you, I'm not in the right state of mind, so 
you know, the old me, I would have been like, excuse me, ma'am, you know, but like this, obviously, like, I'm just not in my right state of mind. So I'm just kind of like, huh? Like, you know, it didn't, it didn't register what she said, you know? And she was like, hi, Madoe, like, move your arms or whatever, you know, just, she just kept calling me black. And I'm just like, okay. And it's so rough, too, because, like, first of all, when people say things in, like, Somali or in, like, in OG or, like, in Chizagula, when they say, like, colorist things, it doesn't sound that bad. But then when you think about it in your head like, and you reverse it back, you're like, wait a fucking minute. Right. <laughs> what the hell? So then she proceeds to say, she was like, hi, my, like, um, your people don't know how to um, bleach or something. She literally said, your people, okay? This is a Somali grown woman already dividing me, you know? And then y'all be over here like, oh, we're Somalians, we're one, we're equal. This grown ass woman said to me, your people don't bleach or something? They don't know nothing about bleaching? What was this at? Girl, I'm going to expose that story because I don't want nobody shopping in there. She's very much colorist, but it's at the Somali store in Tequila. It's kind of by Juba. Oh. Yeah. She was like, your people don't know how to bleach or something? And I'm like, huh? And then she was like, yeah, like, you know, trying to promote her bleaching creams and stuff to me. And I'm just at this point, I'm just like, okay, like, clearly this woman needs some help. Like, Mm -hmm. you're trying to promote bleaching. Like, I get it as a saleswoman. Like, you want to advertise your things. You want people to buy your stuff. But first of all, you shouldn't even advertise or you should never sell your soul. I feel like that's selling your soul. Mm-hmm. Like when you're selling things that's harmfully harming women, mm-hmm. you, like that, you're promoting degrading women. And I feel like you should, I don't care. That's selling your soul. Or promoting like a beauty standard that's just like not realistic. Dated like, you know, it's stupid. Like, right. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't support that. So when you're supporting women not being the authentic self that's mm-hmm. an issue if i come to you i say hey ma'am do you have bleach like i'm looking for bleach i mm-hmm. want bleach that's one thing like i know about it way, you know mm-hmm. but if you're coming to me like or you're black like you need to bleach that's a totally different ball game right there and like mad disrespectful ma'am miss ma'am like what do you mean i need to bleach like you know and i'm gonna be totally 100 honest with you guys i've never experienced like colorism and hateful, like, I hate your skin towards any other community but the Somali Bansi community and the Somali community. Those are the only two people who sincerely hate being black mm-hmm. for some reason. Our own girls, like, hate being their skin color, you know? And majority of that has to do with men. Like, y'all really let these men, these little dicks, no good job having ass men, tell y'all y'all are too black for your own good. And they be black as fuck. Why these men don't be bleaching? Only the little gay ass men that be bleaching. I, it's, it's a little bit of fruity pebble men that be bleaching. But the regular men that be calling y'all ugly, that be calling y'all black, man. that be calling y'all all these shit, why they don't be bleaching? Because they're secure enough with themselves. Even though they're insecure, they're not about to let you tear them down to the part where they're bleaching. But y'all let them tear you guys apart to the part where you're bleaching. And then you have, then y'all be thinking that, like, when we look at y'all, we're not looking at y'all. We're not seeing a beautiful, confident woman. We are seeing a woman that is so, like, she hates herself so much that she changed her skin tone. You know what I mean? Like, nobody mm. looks at somebody who's bleached and they say, oh, she is just, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, when we look at a bleached woman, we see, like, wow, I wish I could have helped her. I wish I could have told her she was beautiful before she bleached. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not get going nowhere thinking that, you know, oh, you're light-skinned, so you'll get places. You're like, light skin is not going to get you no degree. light skin ain't going to get you no assets. light skin ain't going to get you no money. light skin ain't going to get you nowhere. And also, even being light-skinned, at the end of the day, you're still black. And I feel like people, it's like those TikToks I be seeing where like little Somali kids would be like, 
oh, me getting pulled over explaining to the police officer I'm Somali, not black. Babe, you're still getting <laughs> shut up. You're still getting no, shut up. No, no. It's just like, it's the joke because a lot of Somali people do not consider themselves to be black. Even Zagula people. I've spoken to some people who are Zagula and they're like, oh, I'm not like them. You know, I'm not, I'm not African-American. And at the end of the day... As a police officer, if I was a as a racist man or woman, if I was looking at you, I'm not. Then I'd be, <laughs> and, and I'd be like, wait, give me a second. Fun. Aren't you bad too? Oh no, you got it. Hell, <laughs> nobody. If I was being, if I was a racist man or woman, I don't think you being Somali or you being, well, <laughs> you being OG means shit to me. You all gotta go, <laughs> nigga. You African American, African Nigerian, black. At the end of the if fucking day, if your skin tone is not white. You gotta go in their eyes. If your nose big, lips big, like <laughs> no, baby, mm, it's giving black. Like, so I never really understand that part. But like, I don't even know where I was going with that. Yeah, people be thinking that they're not black, or they don't be like happy with their blackness, and it's like, really, still, twenty twenty one. We still at this point in time, like, cause when I was younger, I was seeing the colorism. Like as a child, woo, it it don't be like upright where it's like niggas would like say something like upright, like that's colorist, you know? Mm-hmm. Niggas aren't just being straight up. Oh, you're black as fuck or some right. shit. I mean, when I was younger, it was like that. But for most people, it's not like that. It be like little shit. And that as a child, too. as like, a kid, you're pretty for a dark skin. You're yeah, good for a white skin. those compliments are not good. They're those backhanded are... as fuck, and it, it <laughs> makes me think like you're ugly for whatever you are. You yeah, know? like, like mm, and what what do you mean? Like, I hate when people are like, <clears throat> a girl on TikTok was like, people people are asking me, are you sure you're black? Like, you're really pretty. Are you sure you're black? That's hella fucking. What what is wrong with you? First of all, don't ever compliment people like that. Yeah, I'm black and I'm gorgeous. Okay, my not a surprise. What the hell? <laughs> like y'all ain't seen no pretty black girl before. Please get some help. But no, as like kids, like how do we not explain? No. And that's honestly like when they be saying things like that. That's because the pretty like females when they're like pretty or mm-hmm. like to the Instagram beauty standard, mm-hmm. they be like. Oh, I'm half this, half this, half. That's what they be saying. So a lot of yeah. people, that's why they say, like, are you sure you're just black? Because a lot of these females that, you know, are Instagram mm-hmm. um, beauty fighter, whatever, they be saying, like, oh, I'm half this the whole time. They just be black as fuck. But they be adding all this half, half, half shit. Mm-hmm. Because that's what people put in their head, that you cannot be just black. You got to be half Hispanic. You got to be half, like, you know, all types of Latino shit, all types of, like, Puerto Rican, like, all mm-hmm. that shit, you know, to be beautiful. And that's not true. And also, like, when you're young... Um, people be per- perpetuating that. Like, people's parents, mm, personally, not my mom, not my family, but, like, I'd have aunties that would be like, they'll just say some sly shit. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, it's like, oh, so you're saying my skin tone has an issue? Mm-hmm. There's an issue with my skin tone, you feel me? No, honestly. And mm-hmm. it really be people's own family that be having these little-ass girls hate themselves at a young age and then grow up to hate themselves and then grow up to hate their kids. And then they'll be like, oh, I wish my child was lighter, or I'm gonna marry a nigga that's lighter than me so I can have light ass kids, or I'm gonna wear, marry a female who's white so I can have a light skinned child with good hair. And that's not how life, first of all, that's not how biology works, nigga. Your daughter will come out black as fuck. Then what are you gonna do? Hate your child? Like, y'all really need to clean out the hatred in y'all hearts first before y'all have kids. Right. 
let's get that food because then it's like you over here like a lot of light-skinned females like in our community like Mm -hmm. they be so beautiful and then you see their kids with like their kids be looking just like buns like they kids hair be a mess their kids like because they don't like their kids because their kids don't look like them Mm -hmm. with their skin complexion Mm -hmm. you know they're light-skinned and they feel like they're so beautiful and then they see their kids and their kids are not they're dark, you know, mm-hmm. and their hair is rough. So they're not fucking with that. They're not over here doing their kids' hair. They're not over here beautifying their and kids. And they don't know and how to do their kids' hair. And that's yeah. fucking sad. Because it's like, baby, like, you used to look just like that. And your mom loved you just for that. Mm-hmm. You know, she raised you just for that. And it's very, very inconvenient that you grew up to hate that woman. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I want y'all to know, like, God makes no mistakes. He made you that way for a reason. Mm-hmm. And when you have to alter and change what God made, that is... First of all, your iman is very low. I feel like if a female looks at herself and she says, oh, I hate what God created, so I'm going to change it. Mm-hmm. That is something that you need to go and seek help. Literally, religiously too. Not just mentally, religiously. Like, you hate what God created that much. Like, if you know your dina, you know what Islam promotes. Islam does not promote. There be people who look a million times worse, even though all God kids is beautiful, but a million times worse, like, their future is be, like, a million times worse, and they still love themselves, and they still keep themselves, and they don't see, you don't, they, because they know the, the beauty in Islam, they're not over here getting surgeries, changing themselves, and over here altering their skin tones, like, that is so, like, and then it's, like, the maintenance that you gotta keep to bleach. That maintenance is just far too much, like, you gotta make sure you bleach yourself every couple weeks, couple months, couple days, like what? I don't even know how many times you got to bleach, but you got to, you got to keep up with the bleaching. You got to keep up with the creams. You got to protect it from, I think it's the sun or something mm-hmm. like it's just so many things when all you could have done is just love yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't, they can't wear certain moisturizers. Mm-hmm. They can't have certain things on their face for a while. They're going to go acne. Like for what? Just so you can look good for these men. And just so you can try to shit on Jinka. Like, that's very much embarrassing. And all of this, just for y'all to not have shit anyway. So it's like, it really just be, you really think you just look good, but you don't have nothing else going for yourself but your looks. Mm-hmm. I feel like when people are like not confident or they don't love themselves, it's really hard to be successful if you're not confident in who you are. Mm-hmm. Confidence comes with success. And you cannot be successful if you're not confident within yourself. Because how are you oh, pushing yeah, yourself? Comes with confidence, you know? Yeah. So how are you going to push yourself when every time you look in the mirror, you feel like, oh, I got to change something. You know, mm-hmm. these Instagram people, like these Instagram models and all these successful models that you see, they're to the point where it's like they have all the money to look that good, right? Y'all just be having bleach creams, that's it. Nothing else. And then the bleach cream don't be enough to change all the other black areas in your body. So it's like, how can you have confidence? You see these Instagram models and you're like, okay, well, they're fake and they still have confidence. That's because they have confidence. They have enough money to actually look perfect. You know, y'all be looking a little scary, like your knuckles still be black, your legs still be black. Like the only white part be your faces, you know. So there is no confidence in that. When you take all that stuff off and you still see all the like dark marks in your body, that rips you apart. And that brings down your confidence. These Instagram models, when they go home, their bodies still look like that. They paid enough money to look like that, and they're actually light skins. That's how they were born. And the ones that modify themselves to be light skin, they literally have enough money to make every single part of their body light skin. That's not y'all. That's not who y'all are. That's not what y'all sent here for. So stop trying to look up to these Instagram models. Stop trying to be things that you're not. Because honestly, there will be a man that loves you for your dark skin. There is a there's somebody for everybody. And it ain't these niggas that be making y'all bleach. 
Because no, if you if you with a nigga that's okay with you bleaching, that's very sad. Because as a man, you like you supposed to be the head of the household. You supposed to lead your wife, and you're over mm-hmm. here like if y'all husbands letting y'all bleach. I would look at you. I would side eye your man because he don't even love you. If he watching you like rip apart your skin, he's watching you tear yourself apart. He's watch- like that's not healthy for you, not healthy for your kids, and he's okay with that. Psychologically, I feel like that just mentally drains. That's a mental illness. And it's like none of that is helping. And like it all comes back to colorism. Y'all be treating dark skinned women like shit, and and then y'all be like, oh, it's just my preference. Y'all be hiding your colorism and your preferences. Y'all be treating dark skinned women like shit. Like even I seen light skinned girlies. Y'all be treating, y'all be hating dark skinned women. For real. And then these girls like start hating themselves, and then they start hating their kids. <laughs> And then they start doing all these things to change themselves, and it's like you y'all start y'all did that, you know. And for way also the preference talk, yeah, y'all don't be having the preferences for real. Y'all just be colorist, <laughs> and that's really it. Right, because you can have your own preference. You feel me? And also, you but can't it's... also with preferences. Your preference can be somebody's freaking skin tone. But what does skin tone got to do with preference? Like, I'm like, gonna say, like, what does a skin tone got to do with preference? At all. Like, and also, like, most preferences are, like, things that people can, like, change. Or, like, right. things. And none of these preferences are mandatory. That's why it's called fucking preference. preference literally. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you saying, like, oh, I, like, you know, me, I'm trying, I'm looking for a man, right? I prefer mm-hmm. a man that goes to school. Mm-hmm. But if I fall in love with a guy that doesn't, it's okay. It's you fine. Know? But it's, that's, so that's supposed to be something with the preference. It's not, oh, I can only date light skin. I can't change that I'm not like exactly. you know? But if, if you fall in love with a man that is not going to school, he can eventually do go to school, you know, because that's what you motivate him to do. Mm, like me. Preference is something that you can change along the way or something Literally. that you can fix along the way. Something you guys can, you know, work on and, work on like- and come to an understanding. But my skin tone... There is no compromising that. I'm literally the way I am, and that's just period. Like, I prefer a man with a big bank. If you broke me... And if you broke and I fall in love with you... (laughs) Okay, we can work on that later. But y'all be like, oh, I I don't know. Y'all don't even say you prefer lighter-skinned women. Y'all say you don't like dark-skinned women, and then y'all be like, oh, I don't like dark-skinned women because they're loud, because they do too much, or because I don't want black babies. And it'd be some shit that I'd be thinking to myself, what the fuck? <laughs> what does that mean? At that point, I feel like y'all parents failed y'all. Because as a black woman, if my son comes up to me and he tells me, Mom, I, I don't want to date a black girl because she this, I'm going to look at him like, so you don't like me? Like, for real. Because I'm just what you described. And a lot of these boys that be saying this, first of all, I've never had a light-skinned boy say some colorless shit to no, me. Light-skinned like, men, no, light-skinned men and white men, I've never, like, never. white men and light-skinned men, like, they worship the ground that black women work literally, on. Some of them will fetishize you, but some of them, like, a lot of them, they literally love they black They be like, women. oh my god, y'all are queens, y'all are Nubian <laughs> queens, you're <laughs> this and this, you know? But y'all be like, ew, you black as fuck, get the fuck out of my fucking And way. be dark-skinned <laughs> as, like, niggas will be darker than you. And then come around and say all oh, this colors that shit and be like, oh, I don't want a black woman. I wouldn't date somebody that's dark as you, Halima. You know, fortunately enough. When did you think you were going to talk to me, first of all? <laughs> don't ever try to act like you can get to my level, period. Second of all, um, your mother. <laughs> Unfortunately sorry. enough, I just happen to be a badass female that I've never, ever, ever had to sit here and be like, oh, this man is not going to... Any man that I have came across, he already knew that I was the prize and he was just 
he's you my man, but I'm the prize, and he know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've never came across a man that's like, oh, she's too dark for me, or she's too this, or she do that. Because if anything, like I'm, I'm not attracting men that are insecure. I'm not attracting men that don't love themselves, and they're trying to project their energy onto me. That's not what I'm attracting. I'm attracting men that are they, they literally love the fact that I am who I am, and they're not trying to change me. But none of that. You feel me? So that's if y'all attracting men that are weak minded and they're telling you shit like that, bitch, leave. Don't even settle for that. Cause if anything, like a man should tell you every single day, like, damn, like you was just fine, just the way you are. You know, if you tell your man, like, damn, babe, like a girl just called me black as fuck today. And then he say, mm, Well, girl, you know, you kinda are but leave. Like, why are you still sticking around? Like he supposed to say, like, girl, no, like you black, but you beautiful. Mm-hmm. You black, but that's exactly what I love. You and you supposed to uplift you for being who you are. But y'all be sticking around with men so I'd be like, well she didn't lie. Like, first of all, these are not compliments. <laughs> these are like <laughs> these be like also I also don't like when like it's hot outside or when it's hella sunny for like a week or something. And people who are like light skinned and stuff, they'll be like, "Oh, I'm gonna get so black from the sun." Why are you telling me? And then maybe the same ones that be like, "Oh, I love dark skins. I love," but you don't want to get dark. At like, you don't want to get dark, but you want your nigga. Oh, <laughs> take a break. No, they, they... <laughs> take a break. We we gotta time out. Right. Time out. I'm <laughs> talking like about? on the plate no it really be like that though like they be sharing posts that be like dark skins are beautiful i love african women da, da, da. but then they the same ones that be sharing posts as well that be like wear your sunscreen because you don't want to get black or oh my god like i've been in the sun for too long i'm getting dark da, da, da. it's like damn bitch i thought you loved dark skin you don't want to join the team and y'all like started liking dark skin people like a year ago it was a trend to like a year or two ago because when we was younger I don't know about dark skin men, but I ain't nobody was checking for no black man, and nobody was checking for no black woman. But then all of a sudden, 2013 hit around, and everybody wants a dark skin man, an African man. Oh, I, I want my man to be dark skin chocolate, and I then mean, I want me a Nigerian. And y'all be and the same be- people that like hate hate even getting a little dark in the sun. Y'all be staying inside the house because it's too hot outside. Oh, it's sunny outside. I don't want to get too dark be laughing on sunscreen like sunscreen's good for you but y'all be laughing on sunscreen for other reasons or it'd be the opposite and be like white women who love tans and <laughs> oh my god white women that love tans be confusing me because how you like being tanned and stuff but you disrespect people with t- and they be racist as fuck too they be some karens but they be tan as fuck and their tans be mad they literally be like the bleach women's like they be tan to some areas in some areas you can see that they're white as fuck and it's like babe and i really think everybody's beautiful in their own skin tone personally sometimes you can tell when that's not somebody's original skin tone i be looking at y'all sometimes i'm like hmm why do we do this? And know? y'all skin be peeling. So it's like, you really want peeled skin? Black women want to be white. White women want to be black. Like, so many issues in the world. And it all starts back from male validation. Yep. And these stupid-ass beauty standards that y'all be holding yourselves against because of some Instagram model mm-hmm. who will never speak to you, and who will never look at you in, like, the street. No. And if anything, you giving them money just <laughs> by fetishizing over them. Y'all be buying all their products. Y'all be buying everything they tell you. And for buy. what? Like, y'all be making, y'all be making, like, I fucks with makeup. I'll put on makeup, you know, but some of y'all be putting on makeup to, like, change your appearance because y'all don't like the way you look. And then some of y'all don't ever take it off. And it's like, babe, that wasn't the point of makeup. <laughs> like, 
when 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 we're losing the script, the script is going away. It's missing. <laughs> Not missing. It's missing. Cause why? Well, how? How God? How the universe put you on this planet? God put you on this planet. It was like, yeah, you look good, sis. You know, go out there, do your thing, live life, and you sit back and you think to yourself, damn, I want to be a black woman today. Today? <laughs> yeah. Or are you a black woman? You're like, mm, I want to be white today. Yeah, because they because they do be changing like the that like when they be putting on makeup or whatever, like they it do be a couple skin tone lighter. Nikita yeah. Dragon, it it do be a couple skin tone lighter. My girl Nikita be out here with like makeup two like three shades above her. Black fishing, oh, braids on, <laughs> makeup too dark for her. Lighting changes. Ugh. BBL. It's the BU for you. Like and then it's a BBL and then it'd be like, Y'all, everybody, please, we all have to love ourselves. You guys are all beautiful women. Mm. Mm. My love. Turn around. You don't know who told me like to get a BBL. You don't know who told me I should change my this and this and this. You promote it. And then when it comes to advertising shit, now it's be love yourself. Like And it's like y'all don't love yourselves though. Like just tell me you wanna look like that and keep it pushing. Tell me you hate yourself and keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. Stop advertising shit and then throwing in like words of encouragement for young women. Like, oh, y'all should love yourselves and then turn around and be the complete opposite of who you originally was. Like, thanks for the advice. I guess I should love myself. But what's up? Anyways. You know, <laughs> Anyways. It really no, like it really honestly all comes down to like everybody honestly like this was a range. just just finding yourself finding somebody that loves you for you like that's mm-hmm. like women we need to stop and then and then like all the bleached women like they be with men that are like dark skin but they be so fucking ugly and it's to me it's like you did all that for him like that's really what I be looking at like and then it's like I've never seen like any successful like men in this community that have women that are the standards that y'all say like a lot of the men that are successful they have women that are dark skins they have beautiful dark skin women they have like you know and then, Shadow LeBron James. period and that's only because like they you can see a confident woman what weak-minded what most successful man wants a weak-minded woman you know you're not gonna mm-hmm. he knows you're not gonna get him nowhere because you weak-minded you get what I'm saying so, and then if he is with you, like, girl, he on a job, like, dip and dab here and put a couple kids in you and that's it. Like, you feel me? Like, no man wants a woman that's weak. And if you are weak, then he only want to be with you just because he know, like, okay, she's not going to cheat on me. So, she, we just going to have a whole bunch of kids together, but I'm going to still fuck around, you know? So, as women, like, collectively, like, we need to... Be with men that uplift us. Be with men that encourage Ooh. us to do better. So you can encourage him to do better. We can just all live the lifestyle that we came to America for. Because mm-hmm. we still look like a whole bunch of foreign people in and, fucking America. Stop. <laughs> and also, I feel like it's very important that we learn to love the skin that we're in. I was reading this book. It's called Reclaim Your Heart by Yasmin Mubahid or whatever. And like the last chapter is about... Ooh, look at this. A good segue. The last chapter was about <laughs> the bites of a woman in Islam. <laughs> and she started off talking about how a lot of people base their lives and their standards, like, they base them off men, even though they say they don't, even though we're like, oh, I don't need male validation. Fuck niggas. And then base your whole life around men or finding a man. Mm-mm. She said, she was like in the book, she was talking about how God never even said all that. Like, 
God made you a woman to be a woman for a reason. Like you. you don't have to like do you do what you want to do. You know, be who you are. But you don't have to like put yourself in the standard of man in the same standard as a man and be like, oh, he does this or he wants this, so I should be that. You shouldn't be that. You should be you because of you, not because of Jared or <laughs> not Jared. Not Jared. Where are we gonna hear from? <laughs> not because. Of this. <laughs> not because of, I was gonna say a bad name. <laughs> not because of a hotto. Yeah. <laughs> not because of man. Like, what the hell? What are we doing? And she was also talking in the book about in the book about how a lot of people like the American standard of beauty makes no sense because God made you to like to be you. You feel me? Like, you look the way you look for a reason. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe in God, I don't know. What, I don't know what this you talk is about. You look the way you look because <laughs> of the universe. Yeah, you look the way you look because you look the way you look. You, you for you. You feel me? Like, there's nobody that looks like you. Scientifically speaking, there's like seven people that look like you in the world. But anyway, like I was saying, there's not a lot of people that look like you. So why can't you just embrace yourself for who you are? Mm-hmm. Why does everybody have to look like an Instagram model? Do we all need to look like Kim? Even though Kim wants to look like us? Mm-hmm. Anyways, let me... But yeah, you I look like you for a reason. Kim, Kim like, looks like she's not even healthy. Like, what are you eating? Sis is going through a lot. <laughs> but yeah... Like, you look like you for a reason, you know? And yeah. there's nobody that looks like What's you. What's the so fetish over, like, like, big butts, else? though? Can we talk about that? Can we stop fetishizing over big butts? Like, literally. Why do you... Every time I go on my Snapchat, I just see, like, all females trying to, like, poke out the little booty that they have. Like, just fetishizing over having a fat ass. And honestly, it's a little ridiculous. Like, it's doing a lot. We all can't have a fat ass. Like... And that's totally fine. Like not everybody. I know, but I don't have no damn titties, and uh, you don't see me stuffing my girl, my flat chest. I probably cannot be talking right now. But I don't anyways, no um, I'm okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Like I have no fucking titties, <laughs> and I'm so like content with that that I know, and no man is ever gonna make me feel like I need to go and stuff my boob just to like you know make him happy or make like you feel me like. But y'all be getting with niggas that be telling y'all to your face, ew, you flat chested, and then y'all go and do something about it. Like, no, just go find a man that's okay with that. You know, you don't have to be with that one dude mm-hmm. that told you, ew. You know? Like, stop trying. Every, literally, every freaking female that I see, they all trying to, like, just show their butts and, like, show the world that they got a fat ass. Show the world. Like, you know, and it's like, if you got a fat ass, flaunt it. But if you don't, calm down. It ain't never that serious. And also, like, we have to move away from society standards of beauty and just find our own standard. Yes. Like, just be your you're kind of beautiful. You don't have to focus on what the world wants, what the world thinks is beautiful, and try to be that. Because mm-hmm. first of all, the society standards of beauty changes like every five years. Like literally, you can't move. You can't move to its standards. You feel me? So, like we were saying, colorism. <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna stop this topic because I feel like it's already gone for like an hour. Okay. <laughs> it's been thirty minutes. <laughs> it's been thirty minutes. We was really just ranting. <laughs> Like, y'all, y'all get that point. Basically, you know. love yourself. If you're black, you're beautiful. If you're not, go find a new man because I'm in it. If you're around friends, too. Like, if you're around friends that's telling you all the time, like, girl, you so dark. Girl. That's not your friend. You need a lighting. Like, come here. Come into this lighting. Like, because you're looking like that. That is not your friend. <laughs> 
Y'all need to be with females that uplift instead of a female that's telling. I've never been with a bitch that told me I was too dark or too this or too that because no. I run circles around you any day in looks departments and no. brains about anything. I run circles on you every single day. I don't care just because you light or you think my friends could never. <laughs> that is so. Try again. Them girls do not like you, babe. So yeah, find you new friends if you got bitches telling you come into the light or come. To... And a lot of y'all be trying to do y'all dark skin friends dirty because when I watch y'all Snapchat, it be y'all. Light skin friend, light skin friend, light skin friend, and the dark skin be one on the corner. Or like y'all never be posting y'all dark skin friends. Yeah, I wish the fuck my friends would got me fucked up. That just helped me think of something. I don't know if y'all saw that little video of the girls standing in that line having these guys smash it past them. Please, we gotta stop doing that. Stop it. Why are you letting <laughs> men tell us whether or not they're going to fuck us? What the hell? Why do we care about men's opinion that much? We had to find new content. I Please. know there's so many there's so many video ideas on this planet. I don't understand. It doesn't refer whether or not I'm male. And we knew that, though. We knew that them dark-ass niggas was going to say no because you're too black. Like, we've been knew that. We though. knew it. We didn't need you to show us another video of colorism. We see it every day, babe. Like, that's We dumb. see it by just the females that they follow. Please, we got to stop it. Like, get some help, babe. <laughs> I ain't never, I've never seen, I've seen shit like that, but I thought we moved past that. I thought that was 2015. That just brought us all the way back to square one. Like, what the hell? I thought we was moving forward. Anyways. So stop, <laughs> also stop letting people from other communities tell y'all, you know, a lot of people in my community, like, I know y'all want to be Somali really, really bad. So y'all, you know, bleach and do this and that to fit into the Somali community. But baby, let me tell y'all, I've experienced this firsthand. They told my ass, your people don't know how to bleach. So <laughs> they don't even find y'all as equal. They don't think that y'all one of them. So stop trying to fit in to a community that does not even want to open doors for you. It does not matter how light you are. Okay? Love you for being Bantu all the way. Because that's and also this dark skin Somalis. People like isn't it's it's so like this one that Somali dude that's like TikTok famous and he brown skin. Mm-hmm. Like Y'all a lot of people be name? wanting to um like a lot of Somali people want to be lighter and it's like damn this dark skin Somalis we don't do that to them. But anyways, but they don't be claiming them. They don't be posting them. Like you know they don't be posting their dark skin cousins and all that. And that'd be fucked up. But anyways. That's okay, guys. We just kind of wanted to shed light on our color, excuse me, colorism ex- experience in our own community. Let's not do it again. Um. Okay. So switching gears, we're going to speak about more of like we didn't really got any. We didn't really get religious on this podcast yet. So today is going to be more of a religious point of view, you know, for women. Um. So a lot of women in our our um community i feel like do not know their rights they don't really know the dean they don't really know what's rightfully for them what's not for them and how to act and move once they're married so i kind of wanted to just touch base on a few things you know okay let's get into it so a lot of people in islam and honestly this is not just for our community it's it goes for everybody just it's muslim muslim women's period because i know that you know arabic communities do this i know that you know pakistanis community i know that all types of communities feel this way or and people who are like converting into islam might feel this way so i do want to say this right um the islam is created equally 
okay? Like, men and women in Islam are created equally, you know? Whatever goes on in America is separate from Islam, you know? So I just want to say that... Um, that men and women are created equally um, mm -hmm. and that Allah himself says, and for women are rights over men similar to those of men over women. Meaning that literally the only thing that's separating men and women is their gender. Like you, you can have babies and I can't, that's literally it. But as far yeah. as the religion comes to play, God is only looking for good deeds, bad deeds. That's it. Like, nothing more. Like, it's not like, okay, you're a female, it's so you're going to make it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's not like, okay, you're you're a male, so you're going to make it into heaven. You're a female, you're not going to make it to It's never like that, okay? When it comes to the religion, you guys are treated equally. God is judging y'all equally. God is not judging him a little easier because he's a male. He's not judging you a little easier because you're a female. None of that. You guys are being treated and judged and looked at equally on the day of judgment. Okay. Okay. So I do want to say back in the days, um, Arabs actually are the ones who used to mistreat and just do women very, very terribly, right? Um, back in the day, Arabs used to bury women um alive. They used to bury women's children alive, they used to make women dance naked in front of them. They used to treat women like slaves. They used to only use women for sex. And that is literally it. Like, women had no rights, nothing. Um, they used to just do women terribly, right? But Islam abolished inhumanity discrimination towards women. And they gave women rights. They gave women a voice. Um, they gave women the power to say things, you know. Um, so our very own prophet, peace be upon him, um, he stopped any sorts of torture, um, cruel or in, inhumane things happening to women. Um, he showed greatness towards them. He advised the Muslims fear Allah in respect of women. And he also said, and I quote, the best of you are them who behave best to their wives. And he also said, and I quote, a woman, a Muslim must not hate his wife. And if he displeased with one bad, equally to her, in her and let him to be pleased with one that is good. And he also said, and I quote, the more civil and kind a Muslim is to his wife, the more perfect in faith he is. Um, the prophet, peace be upon him, was very much forceful in joining upon Muslims so that they are kind to women. So with that being said, um, Muslims are not created to be like, okay, men are better, men are not. Da, da, da. Back in the days, women were actually treated really, really terribly. And Islam was the one that stepped forward and said like, yo, this is how um, females are supposed to be treated. This is what's actually supposed to happen to females. And y'all still be thinking Islam is sexist? Y'all still be thinking Islam has like, no. Islam is far from sexist. And the, the thing that is sexist is the mm -hmm. cultural things. The thing that is sexist is what y'all parents is teaching y'all little brothers, your, what y'all parents is teaching y'all husbands. You know, the, if you, and then it's like, you would have known this if you just read the Quran. You would have known this if you just educated yourself. But because y'all don't, y'all let don't these... So Halima is going to start out with telling you your inheritance rights. Okay, so basically... As a woman, you have right to inheritance, you know, when 
either your husband passes away, your son, father, I think husband, son, father, yeah. Um, so basically in Islam, there's six classes of persons that will always be receiving inheritance, like they're not deprived of inheritance. And of the six, three of them are men, you know, the father, the husband, the son, and three are women, the mother, the wife, and the daughter. So in Islamic law, there are 12 sharers, like 12 people who get shares of um, the inheritance. Eight of them are women and four of them are men. So of the four men, it's your father, husband, your true grandfather, which um, the definition of a true grand, like a true grandparent is very odd. It's like, just search that up. <laughs> and then like a uterine. So it ain't just like my dad's dad? Mm-mm. Like it's a specific type of grandfather. That can get the inheritance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then like your uterine brother, like your brother from your mom's, like you and your mother, yeah. And then the two um of the eight women who are the shares, it's like your wife, your mom, your daughter, your son's daughter, like specifically your son's daughter, your yeah, your niece. What? Like I don't even know if there's a specific word for that type of niece, but yeah, your son's daughter, um, your true grandmother, your full sister, and then like a sister that you're related to, like loosely, and a uterine sister. Okay. Those three sisters kind of like, dang, so just my sister, period. All the sisters get some money, period. <laughs> so um, Islam does not give men more importance than women. That's why um, that's why women get inheritance. Well, that's not why, but you know. And then in Surat Al-Nisa, verses 11 and 12, it gives you specific percentages and like specific cuts of inheritance that each of the women, each of the three classes of people would get. You know, like it explains how much your wife would get when if you when you die, how much your mom would get and how much your daughter will receive. And it's really it's all very specific. It's all Suratanisa. It's so much. You just, you know, open the Quran, read it, pick it up. <laughs> pick it up. Okay. But yeah. All right. Thank you. So can you talk a little bit about the rights that women have when it comes to maintenance? Because, you know, as women, we like to go get pampered. We mm-hmm. want to get her. I see a lot of females going to the salons and they swiping their own cards. They're going to, you know, grocery shopping. They're going anything that has to do with themselves. And Okay, so can you speak to a little bit about the maintenance? Like, what rights do I have when it comes to my maintenance? Because as a woman, I know that I require a lot of money. You know, like, I want to go get my hair done. I want to go get my nails done. I want to go pedicure. Like, I want to go Target and just buy a whole bunch of feminine products. Like, do I have to maintain all that by myself? Like, can you tell me what rights do I have when it comes to my maintenance as a woman? No, you don't have to maintain that, like, all on your own. It's kind of funny because I was thinking of, like, a meme where some guy was like, oh, my girl needs to get... (laughs) My girl needs to get... Needs to go get herself pampered. I'm going to give her $100. Like, who told you I nails... (laughs) A hundred dollars gonna do me my nails, waxes, facials. You think that's gonna Mm-mm. that's a hundred? Okay, but anyways, so basically, maintenance is what a, is like an important legal right of the wife, and it's like a legal duty of the husband, and it can't be exempted, and it has to be included in the marriage contract. Um, but it also really depends on his like financial condition, you know. Oh, wait. No, it's not. Mm. <laughs> I was just looking at this. No, it shouldn't matter. Oh, yeah. It's a who who will not be exempted from this liability, whatever may be his financial... Con- like, you got to do a period regardless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you at? So, oh, you say, just, I'm serious. Yeah, no, let's just kind of... Um, can you pull up the... They have any, like, hadiths or any... They have a they have a surah. 
what? Um, let me pull it up. Okay, actually. so I just kind of want to let you ladies know, for all you ladies that be swiping your cards and on your, you know, when you go to your hair salon, nail salon, you paying your, for your own hair, you paying for your own clothes, you paying for that shit needs to stop. Like, mainly King, oh, if your husband cannot rightfully fulfill his duties as a husband, you know? Mm -hmm. So, as a husband, it is his job to maintain you. And he, right when he's marrying you, he says, he, I think in my in the last episode, we spoke about it. Like, when a husband marries you, he's taking on responsibility for you, your kids, his parents, and your parents. He's taking on that responsibility to not only maintain you and keep you good and keep you pampered, but he's also saying, I will take care of my parents. I'll take care of my kids. He's saying he financially, he's going to take care of all of that. So I'm not understanding why you females don't understand that it is your husband's job to maintain your lifestyle. They want to be sweet. Girl, they don't want to be sweet. They dumb. They know they're marrying the good thing. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> in so the you... Delic, um, verse 7, it says, let him provide her maintenance according to his ability. It's a command. And it's basically saying that it's the duty upon the husband to provide food, cloth, accommodation, you know, all the things that a woman might need. And affording maintenance is an act of devotion. It's a it's its own act, you know, devotion, you feel me? And this doesn't stop even when you divorce them. <laughs> so if you like divorcing your wife, you still have to accommodate to her and still have to like put your attributions attribute to her um during the period of that, which is basically when you're not like three months after the divorce. Um it's like a three month waiting period after the divorce. Uh, whether the divorce is reversible or irreversible, like you still have to provide for her maintenance. She's still entitled to that. Um, and you cannot deny your liability of providing maintenance. It even says you better you better come through with that happily, cheerfully. You better be up and at them, cheerful. Period. Period. Okay. So can you let these women who feel like they can't do anything with their life because their husband is telling them, no, I want you to just have kids for me. No, I don't want you to go to school. No, I don't want you to do nothing. Can you let them know, like, what rights do they have when it comes to, like, choosing a profession, choosing a job, choosing something that they want to do for themselves? And also um, when it comes to, like, them just, in America, especially, like, a lot of females, you know, they're just at home. And if you ask them, like, girl, why are you always at home? It's mm -hmm. always, oh, my husband says this, my husband says that. You know, can you let them know? So, basically, working is a duty for both a woman and a, and a man. Like, basically, like, Islam doesn't like laziness. It doesn't like vanity. And it doesn't like people who aren't really doing anything. You feel me? And as a woman, you are in, you are one of the two important pillars of society. Like, you build society, sis. Like, for real, you, you don't, you don't just give birth to children you just don't push out babies mm -hmm. like you haven't you contribute to society and it's important that you do and islam like you know it wants you to it wants you to like choose your own occupation choose the profession that you have in mind um you know you just have to be conscious about the profession that you choose but like your husband can't deny you like the ability to have a profession period like he can't deny you your right to work to do what you want to do you know it's a duty for you for y'all to have to do to do something in this life to make mm -hmm. something of life like when you die you should have something like you should have something that you, that you, that you, that you, like, you know purpose, well you know? <laughs> you know you had done something in this world you feel me 
having just stayed at home all day and taking care of a child, you know, being a housewife, yeah, that's a job. But I mean, if you want your own job, if you want to start your own business, if you want to work, you know, go out there and do that. Like Islam lets you, you know. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Can you speak a little bit about like um <laughs> Providership, like the rights of property. Yeah, like what? If, like a lot of females I know, they feel like, oh, my man is the head of the household. Like you know, I'm gonna just put the house in his name, or no, I don't want to own a car. I don't want to own this. I'm just wait for my husband to buy it from like because my husband buys and my husband. What you? What like? How can we let these females know the rights that they have? Because one thing I do want to say, like our prophet, peace be upon him, he very oh, much promoted. Sure independence for women he very much promoted females being that bleep he promoted mm-hmm. females being bosses he put boss. like, you know <laughs> his own okay. wife was an entrepreneur you know you know so when females like when they say like oh my husband like i'm just waiting for my husband i'm just waiting for my husband it's kind of like knock it's they got like you know like get you like come on boss up like you gotta own something you got like you know mm-hmm. and islam promotes you to do that so can you kind of get into that a little bit Ooh, like we don't even have to get into you know the mother khadija but sis when she met the prophet she was owning businesses mm-hmm. she was an entrepreneur she was the big boss you know they knew her for doing for being the one to do it when it needed to be done she was doing it when it needed to be done and y'all be like, oh, I'm going to just, you know, stay in the house. I don't want, I don't want my own thing, you know? And it's like, for what? Do your own thing. You like to do henna? Go out there and do it. Why we? what the hell? How are you married and, like, sad up in the house? Mm-hmm. Like, what? That's not even what marriage is. Y'all be thinking, get married and that's it. And that's really not what life is about. But anyways, women have, you know, women have the right to gain property you know, as, often, as long as it's lawful, we can't be selling drugs or nothing. But women have, like, they can gain property through lawful means, and they be- become owner, and, like, they can become owner of their property, and she has the right to dispose of the property if she doesn't want it no more, you feel me? Mm. And nobody can take that from her, you feel me? So, it's not really a woman's responsibility to just take care of her child or just take care of herself. Like, the man kind of, you, like... It's not just her job to take care of the kids, and that's it. She has a right to do, you know, what she wants to do. She wants her own little store. That's her store, her property. She can do what she wants with that store. She doesn't got to come to you and beg you to, like, you know, take away the store from her or whatever. And also, another thing is women don't have to pay their husband's debt. That's your debt. When they be coming out of, and especially like, you know, when you meet a lot of females, like y'all be very naive. Like you, you meet a man, and he tell you like, yo, my insurance needs this and this for me. Like you got me, and y'all really be, y'all be getting them. it. <laughs> like y'all be gotten them. Like the word, but shit, like y'all really got them. All these credit card debt, God, you know, I'm paying that on my own. Boy, you know. Get it, and then, and then you Come want on. me to help you with yours? Like, what? I got a lot going on. <laughs> like, like, if I want to help you, I can help you, but it's not required of me. You feel me? I'm not gonna, you can't like guilt somebody to pay your debt, it doesn't work that way, fam. All right, Whew. so what about for the females that want to be educated, for the females that want to go to school? It's an obligation, it's an obligation. But just not you as a woman, but also as a man, you are obligated to seek knowledge whenever you can and if you can. 
So, for, like, for what, what are, like, what about for the lazy bums in the back that feel like it's school ain't for me, seeking knowledge and you don't, you. okay, you don't got the money for school, but Google is so, like, we live in the 21st century and y'all just be sitting at home dumb. I'm not going to say that. But, <laughs> education be free. Like, the internet is really free, y'all. Like, I know them internet bills be coming in, but you can go to the library and just search up whatever. Open up a book. It's obligated of you. It's literally forced upon you to learn something, to not be ignorant. If you don't know something, go find out the answer to that thing. If that's important. We don't want to keep having the same conversations with people all the time. Just like about colorism, like a second ago. We can't be having the same conversations. In Islam, it literally tells you to seek out knowledge. Ikra, read, period. Not me. Not me putting in the... <laughs> Look at me. Like, read. That's all I'm going to say for that one. Ikra. Read. That's the first thing Angel Jabril said to Prophet Muhammad Sallam. He told him to read, to seek knowledge. And y'all out here with free knowledge... Y'all don't need any, like, y'all out here with free knowledge. And y'all choose to be ignorant. Like, what was, like, do, never mind. Y'all heard what I said. The first thing the prophet, that prophet's talking about, the first thing that angel Jabril said to the prophet Muhammad sallallahu was Ikra. He told him to read. Prophet said, I can't read. He said, read. Like, mm, it's giving me. <laughs> but yeah, as a woman, you're, you're like, it's your right to acquire knowledge and to seek it. And nobody can take away knowledge from you. Nobody can stop you from seeking knowledge. Um, a lot of... I'm not going to say that either, but... There's a lot of countries in this world that don't want unmarried or married women to, like, go to school and stuff. And that's because not they know Islamic. they know what an educated black woman can accomplish. That's a very dangerous, dangerous combination for a woman to be educated, black... And young in this generation, like that is that alone is like damn, like it's it's given very much rare, it's giving very much given everything, okay. So don't be a statistic, like you know, beat the odds, defeat the odds, like come on, ladies. Okay, now can you talk about the females that want to involve themselves into politics? You know, they want to run mm-hmm. for certain offices, but their husband is like, No, you're a woman. Um, don't listen to that. Islam ensures political independence for both men and women. There's an opportunity for women to involve in politics. Uh, you can polit- participate in political conventions, street demonstrations, congregations. And I don't know who told y'all y'all can't go to Jummah prayers, but y'all should. Just because it's obligated for men to do it, you feel like you shouldn't. Like, you can go to Jummah. Like, girl, you can do that. Go ahead. Go pray Friday prayers. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, she you have the right to self-defense, defending your property, and you can participate in war, you know, all in relation to, you know, the direction of the song. But yeah, like you have the right to participate in politics. Involve yourself. Go ahead. Learn something new. Be a part of change. Period. Okay. So the last one. Can you let my sisters know, the sisters that feel like, okay, I'm getting married. I have to, you know, my mom... Her people, everybody's saying I have to go move to this guy's where he lives. Like, you know, just know, like, what rights do they have when it comes to moving and where they live and where they choose to stay? If they have any rights. Um, so, basically, 
what it says is that a woman has freedom to choose residence for herself. So in Islam, it is as like it's the liability of the husband to provide like the maintenance to the wife, right? So married women must stay to her husband's place of residence. But if you're able to and you know and benefit of her husband as a married woman can select her residence in such place as dignity dignity of the family is properly maintained. So according to the deduction of Islam, she cannot claim her residence in such place, which will be some hardship for her husband. Um, basically, what we're saying is, like, um, like just like how the husband is supposed to provide for you, your maintenance, you must stay, like, where your husband's place of residence is, but you can choose, like, you can choose to stay, you can choose where that place is, to, and you know what I'm saying. As long as it's dignified for your family, like, it won't embarrass them, and as long as you're properly maintained, like, you can choose where you want and where you want both y'all to live at. As long mm-hmm. as it's not like no drama, like for instance, like if he does not want to move to your the city of your mom because it's drama, he it's just too much, then that's okay. Like mm-hmm. that's understandable. If he don't want to move to the city where your ex boyfriend lives because it causes drama, commotion, that's understandable. But if he's like, I don't want to move to this place where you go to college at because I don't want to go, I just don't want to support your dream. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. It's not you know. How it works. So that's it's basically saying like negotiate and be able like you know be able to compromise and come mm-hmm. come to an understanding. It's not oh he lives in this state I have to go follow him. No, like you can you can you have a say. You can say like yo y'all both can choose where y'all want to live. Right, like, like we don't gotta live in your mother's house. No, like you can say like yo I'm going to school at this place and this place and you know what about we live in the middle? Mm-hmm. You know like. Not too far from your place, not too far from my place. You know, it doesn't have to just be what he wants, okay? Mm-hmm. So those are the rights that you have as a woman in this um, in Islam. So, okay. So thank you guys for listening. Those are the seven um, rights that you guys have in Islam. And there's so, so many um, rights that you guys have when it comes to like marriages, when it comes to the whole polygamy things in america like all of that you guys have so much right you have so much say you know islam is about equality you know islam is very much um it's black and white it's not your girl your boy you do this you do that you, you're on this side you don't know like the only thing that allah is going to be judging you two upon is your good deeds and your sins that is it you know it's not um you know you're a man this is how you're supposed to behave this is how you're supposed to act and because you're a man, your your sins are less. So because you're like, no, is your good deeds and your um, sins. That is it. So don't think that a man is above you. And lady, don't think you're above a man. Okay. So let's get into um, the marriage. Okay. I feel like there's so much like misconception when it comes to marriage. And the way that like we do marriage, um, for the Somali Bantu community, the way that we do marriage is so far-fetched. Like it's nowhere near what Islam um, promotes. It's nowhere near what Islam, how Islam wants us to do marriage. Um, first and foremost, like when you're getting married to somebody, you're supposed to have a contract between you and your husband. Okay. You have to have a marriage contract, which is basically um, a consent. You know, and it's it's a form, um, and basically, like you and your husband, you guys are um, free to make your own agreement, and you guys can make it as detailed as you would like. You know, the contract allows um, you two to discuss the major aspects um, of your marriage before you become husband and wife. Um, you guys can discuss um, binding agreements, um, such as like decisions, what place to live. 
um, the careers, how, like, how many children would you like? Um, Islam um, encourages, okay, for this, you know. Um, it's, 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 it's a very good tool to help negotiate you two for like the goals that you guys have, like things you guys want to do in your future, you know, because a lot of times you, us people, not us people, like people in the survivor community, like we get married and then now we're like, shoot, like I wanted to finish my school this year, I want, you know? So this helps you. Like, for example, let's say like me and my partner, we're speaking, I'm like, yo, babe, like this is what I want in my marriage contract. Like, I do not want to have kids until I finish my degree, then we can work on having kids. Or, hey, babe, I only want like five kids. Or like, you know, this is things that we talk and negotiate about. So later on, there is no commotion. There is no, well, I want this, I want that. It's all in the contract, contract, but get your, so if there's always, so if there's any like, you know, fuss or arguments, you just pull out your contract and you say, well, this is what we agreed to when we got married, you know? Um, also, brides are entitled to a dory. Adobe, however you guys pronounce it, you know, and this is negotiable. Um, and then you, you guys can negotiate, you and your partner can negotiate this while you guys are making your contract. Um, and it's just basically a gift. Um, your husband showing you, you know, his love and devotion, you know, for being his bride. Um, and then there are two types of Dory brides, right? So the Mehir, obviously, which is, um, it's called, it's the Mehir and the Makar. So, um, and each each of these will be discussed in um, discussed individually, obviously, like when you guys are writing your contract. Um, the mehed is a dori given to the bride at the time of marriage, um, before the whole marriage um, ceremony, whatever takes place, right? And the bride, she's not required to share this with anybody and is free to do whatever she wants with it, with her gift, right? Um, obviously, cultural traditions, they often shape the dori gift because there is essentially no requirements, right? Um, for example, like um, a lot of our cultures, they encourage obviously cash as dowry gifts. Um, some of them require like goats. Um, a lot of families involve many different things, um, which they shouldn't. And um, the bride, obviously, you're asked like your opinion, like you know, what kind of gifts would you? Your husband's supposed to ask you, like, what kind of gift do you want? What kind of like, what would you like, you know? Um, and it's just, it depends on your man, okay? So that is the um, mehid, right? The mehid is a gift for you. And then we have the mokad, which is um, the second type of dori that is given upon the death of the husband or if you guys divorce, right? Um, so if you guys were to divorce or your husband was to die, this is, the mokad is meant for both, it's, it's meant to support you and um, it's meant to also just like basically saying like, hey, I know your husband died. Hey, I know we're divorcing, but this is for you, right? So if, if this is, if the situation was like death, that amount is paid out before the um, all the real estate things is divided, right? So before um, you guys go and say like, okay, this house is for her, this house, before all of that is even divided, they're supposed to pay you an amount, right? Um if or so um obviously like if the situation was death um she's supposed to collect an amount so like if the husband is to die let's say the um the mukar is 
like let's say he owns a house, he owns cars, he owns businesses, all of that is if that's enough to cover the makar, then that's fine. She she gets all that. But if it's not enough, then she gets that plus whoever in his family is alive is um she's entitled to go and collect money from the husband's um whoever's alive, like whatever family members is alive from the husband, she has to go over there and collect money from that family member. So let me say that again, ladies. There's two types of payments that you are required to get from your husband, right? So you're supposed to get your, obviously your mehr, which is your gift for you. You don't have to share with nobody. It's all you. You can say, you can have a say in it as well. You can say like, hey, I'm really feeling this car or hey, I'm really feeling this house or, you know, and then when he dies he or you guys divorce, there's also money that's supposed to go to you or estates that's supposed to go to you as well. So, yes, make sure you guys get what you deserve because as women, we do put up with a lot when it comes to these men. So don't ever feel like he just going to walk all over you and not pay you nothing because or he just going to walk all over you. you. You leave the relationship with nothing because that is not what's written for you. Okay, you have what the audience it is written that if he divorces you, if he dies, there is something left for you. So fight for what's yours and fight for the right things, okay? So now let's kind of get into divorce because I feel like divorce is a very heavily um, spoke about topic that can get really like, get really heavy. A lot of people do not know like, hey, how do I divorce? How do I seek divorce? Where do I go to seek divorce? All that stuff, you know? What rights do I have when it comes to divorce? Like, can I even get a divorce? And all of that is actually really good questions. And, you know, obviously if we go to like different shacks and emails, they can be very biased. Um. They're depending on who's trying to get divorced. You know, they can be biased when it's female seeking for divorce. They'll tell you like, oh, man, that's not enough for a divorce. Oh, no, that's not, you know. Um, So I just want to say divorce existed way before Islam. Um, But Islam, let me say this again. Islam made divorce, the, the, divorce pro- uh, the divorce process more favorable for women, Okay. A woman's property, like when you get a divorce, it's you don't have to divide your property during your divorce, okay? Whatever a woman earns or is given before you guys get married, that is all yours, right? Um, but a man, like when, if you divorce a man, his property is divided. If you guys get divorced, his property is divided. And that has to be written in the marriage contract, okay? And as a woman, you are entitled to support and maintenance from your husband, right? So you, during the time that you're divorced and, you know, obviously there's like a, a period, I feel like, I think it's like three months um, before you're like, obviously like you, you can go seek for a new man, right? And during that period, he is responsible for your maintenance and support. He's entitled, you know? Um and there's also like very special instructions if a divorce occurs during the married um before like when you guys get married and the dory and everything is not set then there's like different rules and instructions that you guys have to follow um so there is a um three month waiting period for a woman called idah during the three months period women are not permitted to remarry the basic reason for this ruling is to determine whether she or he is insane conscious alert or free of ex- intoxication or anger the um quran further states live with them your wives on a footing of kindness and equity if you dislike them it may be that you dislike something in which allah has placed a great deal of good 
Muslims truly view divorce as the last result and many Muslims seek counseling and extensive assistance to avoid divorce. Okay, so yes, divorce is the last resort, you know, but it is there for you and it is something that you guys can do. So I kind of wanted to also speak a little bit about um, polygamy, right? And I feel like polygamy is often a misunderstood concept in Islam. The Quran allows polygamy in the following verse. If you fear that ye shall not be able to deal justly with the orphans, marry a woman of your choice, two or three or four. But if you fear that y'all shall not be able to deal justly with them, then only one or captive that your right hand passes that will be more suitable to prevent you from doing injustice. Okay. If you understood, you understood. If you didn't, then your ass should not be marrying a second wife anyways. Because you, if you don't understand that little teeny bitty verse I just did, you shouldn't be marrying no second wife anyways. <laughs> no, sir. Um, and I also want to say, like, as women, like, I see a lot of women who support their husbands who do wrongful things. And I feel like if that is your husband, that is somebody that you're vowing to, that's somebody you're saying, like, my whole life is dedicated to you. You'll be raising my kids. You as a woman have the right to say stop when he's doing bad things, okay? Do not support your husband if he's disobeying a lot, okay? So if you're a woman and your husband is out here um, creating music, your husband is out here, you know, going to clubs, your husband is out here, like, doing things that you know is displeasing to Allah, do not support him. You know, I do not think you guys should support your husbands by promoting their music, by promoting, you know, if they're at clubs, if they're at parties, like, you know, if your husband is um, just things that's displeasing to a lot. Do not support it. As a woman, you do not have to support that. You know, you came into this marriage as a Muslim woman and you are supposed to leave the marriage as a Muslim woman. Do not come to the marriage as a Muslim woman and have this man destroy you and pick you apart to the point where you are... I just never been like a day. Don't allow a man to do that to you. Stick to who you are. If he's doing something that disobeying Allah, tell him stop. You know, support good. Try to stray your man to the right direction. Do not put him to the to a direction that he's not supposed to go on. You know, do your best to say, like, yo, you're my husband. I'm not supporting this. On this Muslim on it, I'm not supporting this. You know, if you see your husband constantly, you know, stepping out and doing things that he's not supposed to do. If you see your husband constantly um, just committing zina over and over again with different women, with multiple women, multiple women that are, you know, from different ethnicities, different races. If you just see your men being a complete hoe, do not support it. And do not, when I say do not support it, I mean do not enable it by sitting and not saying nothing, by sitting and allowing it, you know, I don't give it a Muslim and that is not acceptable. As a Muslim woman, you should not promote your man having sex with multiple women. You should not promote your man doing things that's not okay, you know? You should only want a man that's going to help you and push you to the right direction. If he's not in his right state of man, if he's not the perfect example or the perfect Muslim for himself, how can he be that for his kids, you know? And we're not seeking to be perfect because none of us are perfect. But when it comes to trying to set an example, you have to try to be as perfect as possible, you know? we're all sinners you know we sin on a daily but we should not promote things that's not good for our kids 
end all be all it's all for the kids okay when you get married like when you're single and you living your life girl support your little boyfriends all you can i don't really care but when you marry somebody when you're like when you have kids involved at that point like i don't understand how y'all do not understand that kids are so important I don't even have no kids, but the way I would go hard for kids is just crazy. You feel me? Like kids are so important. They're they're innocent. They don't know nothing. So instead of trying to teach them good things, y'all over here teaching these kids how to do like all types of things. That's just so unacceptable. Like we are in America. We are like the setting stones for many good, good, good things, right? So instead of trying to set our kids up for success, instead of trying to set our kids up to succeed, like we have, we, the, the new generation is in our hands. Like we are raising the upcoming generation. We're supposed to be raising powerful black women, powerful black men. We're supposed to be raising kids that we're supposed to look back and say, yeah, I did that. But instead, y'all want to sit here and raise kids that are bad. Like, y'all promote kids cussing and fighting and all that stuff. Y'all want to record kids out here twerking. Y'all want to put... No, like, and that's not even just unacceptable for society to be seen, but that's unacceptable for the religion itself. You know, you guys are totally losing your purpose in this life. When you have kids, your purpose changes. Your purpose is no longer just to serve Allah for yourself. Your purpose is also so you can help these kids learn how to serve Allah you feel me? So I feel like you guys are very lost when it comes to raising kids because y'all put these penises in front of your kids and that's unacceptable. You get what I'm saying? Because these kids should come before any penis in this world. Castana. So y'all need to stop acting like these men come before y'all kids because they shouldn't. Okay? No man should be coming in out your house just doing whatever because Believe it or not, like I know y'all be thinking the man that y'all married are good men, but they can very much be hurting y'all kids, and you just don't know that. Okay, so let's 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 get into that, and let's get into being good parents. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that is it for me. Um, my girl Halima had to kind of leave. Because our segment is really long today. We started like, I don't even know, but this is a really long segment. <laughs> um, but I'm so happy with this segment. I feel like this segment is good. I feel like it's very, very, very educational. Um, I feel like there's a lot of new things that I've learned. You guys can learn and Halima also learned. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I just want you guys to realize that this world is very very short we're only here for a very limited time and i think it's very important that we focus on finding ourselves a partner that we are very like soft with we're very you know we show our feminine side to this man we show you know this man he shows the same like his soft gentle side and it's very important that we seek and look for healthy relationships that we because because the that all adds up to how our kids are going to be raised. And I understand that everybody's fortunate enough to find that. I understand everybody's story is written differently. But we should strive for healthy things rather than striving to... And I understand that some people can be in an unfortunate situation where you do end up falling in love with somebody that you did not have no business falling in love with, you know? And love is love. God will always put you know, like, if you're meant to be with that person, you will end up being with that person. If you're not meant to be with them, and then God will find a way to get that person out your life. You feel what I'm saying? But always try to strive to look for somebody that you know is happy to, like, yes, somebody you're happy to represent. 
You know, if you cannot even go out into this world because you're ashamed of the person that you're claiming or the person that, you know, is the husband or your husband or the um the father to your kids, then that's an issue. You get what I'm saying? And like we as the Samai Bantu community, like we're not on God Ma'ana. And I feel like that's the direction that we're heading towards because there's a lot of men in our community that if you ask them like, yo, what's the five pillar of Islam? They can't even tell you that. If you say, yo, you know, when you fast, like before you even start, like how do you start your fast? Make the hats. Like how do you break your fast? How What do you do when you step into the bathroom? All that stuff. But they can tell you how many layups somebody did. They can tell you about sports. They can tell, like all that stuff is unnecessary. You feel me? Like that stuff is good for you to have, like cool. But the religion is, and especially if you married, especially if you're talking to girls and you, you you trying to be this alpha man, quote unquote. All you men want to be alpha. All you men want to take lead, take control. Blah, blah, blah. But how if you cannot take control and lead me? And the only thing that I need you to lead me in this life is the religion. That's all. I need a man to lead me in. You know what I'm saying? So, and a trying man is everything. If a man, like, he's trying to, you know, learn the religion, he's, especially if you tell him, like, that's something that you're into, the religion, and, you know, trying to, you know, practice the religion as much as you can. And he shows you that he, that's everything. Like, oh my God, like, you love me that much that you're willing to do this for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you let a man know, like, what you want, what you like, what you expect before y'all even get, like, intimate, and he shows you all that stuff beforehand and that's amazing you get what i'm saying so yeah i think we're gonna stop here because we said a lot um so yeah thank you guys for tuning into let's talk band twos this every day i think i see like a new subscriber so thank you guys for subscribing to our spotify um yeah so good night it's probably not nighttime when y'all read this or listen to this so let me stop this so um, before you divorce, Islam does a three-month waiting period for a woman called Ida, right? So when you're seeking out for divorce, they're like, okay, you need to wait three months, right? So during this three months, a woman, you, you're you not supposed to remarry. So you have three months. And obviously, this is the three months, this is the waiting period I'm talking about. So while you're, wait, while you're in the three-month period, he is also supposed to help you, like, support you, finance, all that stuff, right? And the reason why they do this three-month waiting period is because they want to wait and see, like, hey, are you conscious? Are you alert? You know, are you intoxicated? Were you just angry? Um, were you being pressured? Is your intentions clear? You know, that's what that's what they're waiting for this three months period before the divorce is declared official. Right. Um, and the divorce has to be has to take place um, after the wife's menstrual period, you know, and no sexual relations have to has to occur since her period. So basically, like um, you're the wife has to like, let's say during the time she's on her period. No, you cannot get divorced. But. Now that I'm off my period, we cannot have sex. If we have sex, and obviously we cannot divorce. You know, so it has to be, I'm off my period. We didn't have sex. Okay, now we can get a divorce. Okay? So let me know. Like, after all of this, I just told y'all, and y'all talking about it's hard to get divorced. Like, divorce is favored for you women. You know? Like, God has given you women all these tools, all these cool things that you guys can get after you know, you divorce and he's like, you know, like God favors you. <laughs> like divorce is really in your favor, women. But I do want to say, like, keep in mind that although divorce is permitted in Islam, it is not encouraged. 
um, our prophet, peace be upon him, um, stated that all permitted acts, divorce is the most displeasing to God, you know? Um, so like I said, even though divorce is okay, it's permitted, Allah does not like it, you know? So basically, um, the um, Quran further states, live with them, your wives, on a footing of kindness and equity. If you dislike them, it may be that you dislike something in which Allah has placed a great deal of good. Muslims truly view divorce as the last result and many Muslims seek counseling and extensive assistance to avoid divorce. Okay, so yes, divorce is the last resort, you know, but it is there for you and it is something that you guys can do. So I kind of wanted to also speak a little bit about um, polygamy, right? And I feel like polygamy is often a misunderstood concept in Islam. The Quran allows polygamy in the following verse. If you fear that ye shall not be able to deal justly with the orphans, marry a woman of your choice, two or three or four. But if you fear that y'all shall not be able to deal justly with them, then only one or captive that your right hand passes that will be more suitable to prevent you from doing injustice. Okay. If you understood, you understood. If you didn't, then your ass should not be marrying a second wife anyways. Because you, if you don't understand that little teeny bitty verse I just did, you shouldn't be marrying no second wife anyways. <laughs> no, sir. Um, and I also want to say, like, as women, like, I see a lot of women who support their husbands who do wrongful things. And I feel like if that is your husband, that is somebody that you're vowing to, that's somebody you're saying, like, my whole life is dedicated to you. You'll be raising my kids. You as a woman have the right to say stop when he's doing bad things, okay? Do not support your husband if he's disobeying a lot, okay? So if you're a woman and your husband is out here um, creating music, your husband is out here, you know, going to clubs, your husband is out here, like, doing things that you know is displeasing to Allah, do not support him. You know, I do not think you guys should support your husbands by promoting their music, by promoting, you know, if they're at clubs, if they're at parties, like, you know, if your husband is um, just things that's displeasing to a lot. Do not support it. As a woman, you do not have to support that. You know, you came into this marriage as a Muslim woman and you are supposed to leave the marriage as a Muslim woman. Do not come to the marriage as a Muslim woman and have this man destroy you and pick you apart to the point where you are... I just never been like a day. Don't allow a man to do that to you. Stick to who you are. If he's doing something that disobeying Allah, tell him stop. You know, support good. Try to stray your man to the right direction. Do not put him to the to a direction that he's not supposed to go on. You know, do your best to say, like, yo, you're my husband. I'm not supporting this. On this Muslim on it, I'm not supporting this. You know, if you see your husband constantly, you know, stepping out and doing things that he's not supposed to do. If you see your husband constantly um, just committing zina over and over again with different women, with multiple women, multiple women that are, you know, from different ethnicities, different races. If you just see your man being a complete hoe, do not support it. And do not, when I say do not support it, I mean, do not enable it. 
by sitting and not saying nothing, by sitting and allowing it, you know, and that is not acceptable. As a Muslim woman, you should not promote your man having sex with multiple women. You should not promote your man doing things that's not okay, you know? You should only want a man that's going to help you and push you to the right direction. If he's not in his right state of man, if he's not the perfect example or the perfect Muslim for himself, how can he be that for his kids, you know? And we're not seeking to be perfect because none of us are perfect. But when it comes to trying to set an example, you have to try to be as perfect as possible, you know? We're all sinners, you know? We sin on a daily, but we should not promote things that's not good for our kids. And all be all, it's all for the kids, okay? When you get married, like when you're single and you live in your life, girl, support your little boyfriends all you can. I don't really care. But when you marry somebody, when you're like, when you have kids involved at that point, like I don't understand how y'all do not understand that kids are so important. I don't even have no kids, but the way I would go hard for kids is just crazy. You feel me? Like kids are so important. They're they're innocent. They don't know nothing. So instead of trying to teach them good things, y'all over here teaching these kids how to do like all types of things. That's just so unacceptable. Like we are in America. We are like the setting stones for many good, good, good things, right? So instead of trying to set our kids up for success, instead of trying to set our kids up to succeed, like we have, we, the, the new generation is in our hands. Like we are raising the upcoming generation. We're supposed to be raising powerful black women, powerful black men. We're supposed to be raising kids that we're supposed to look back and say, yeah, I did that. But instead, y'all want to sit here and raise kids that are bad. Like, y'all promote kids cussing and fighting and all that stuff. Y'all want to record kids out here twerking. Y'all want to put... No, like, and that's not even just unacceptable for society to be seen, but that's unacceptable for the religion itself. You know, you guys are totally losing your purpose in this life. When you have kids, your purpose changes. Your purpose is no longer just to serve Allah for yourself. Your purpose is also so you can help these kids learn how to serve Allah you feel me? So I feel like you guys are very lost when it comes to raising kids because y'all put these penises in front of your kids and that's unacceptable. You get what I'm saying? Because these kids should come before any penis in this world. Castana. So y'all need to stop acting like these men come before y'all kids because they shouldn't. Okay? No man should be coming in out your house just doing whatever because Believe it or not, like I know y'all be thinking the man that y'all married are good men, but they can very much be hurting y'all kids, and you just don't know that. Okay, so let's 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 get into that, and let's get into being good parents. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that is it for me. Um, my girl Halima had to kind of leave. Because our segment is really long today. We started like, I don't even know, but this is a really long segment. <laughs> um, but I'm so happy with this segment. I feel like this segment is good. I feel like it's very, very, very educational. Um, I feel like there's a lot of new things that I've learned. You guys can learn and Halima also learned. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I just want you guys to realize that this world is very very short we're only here for a very limited time and i think it's very important that we focus on finding ourselves a partner that we are very like soft with we're very you know we show our feminine side to this man we show you know this man he shows the same like his soft gentle side and it's very important that we seek and look for 
healthy relationships that we because because that all adds up to how our kids are going to be raised. And I understand that everybody's fortunate enough to find that. I understand everybody's story is written differently, but we should strive for healthy things rather than striving to. And I understand that some people can be in an unfortunate situation where you do end up falling in love with somebody that you did not have no business falling in love with, you know, and love is love. God will always put, you know, like, if you're meant to be with that person, you will end up being with that person. If you're not meant to be with them, and then God will find a way to get that person out your life. You feel what I'm saying? But always try to strive to look for somebody that you know is happy to, like, yes, somebody you're happy to represent. You know, if you cannot even go out into this world because you're ashamed of the person that you're claiming or the person that, you know, is the husband or your husband or the, um, the father to your kids, then that's an issue. You get what I'm saying? And like we as the Semi Bantu community, like we're not on God ma'ana. And I feel like that's the direction that we're heading towards because there's a lot of men in our community that if you ask them like, yo, what's the five pillar of Islam? They can't even tell you that. If you say, yo, you know, when you fast, like before you even start, like how do you start your fast? Make the hasa. Like how do you break your fast? How What do you do when you step into the bathroom? All that stuff. Even but they can tell you how many layups somebody did. They can tell you about sports. They can tell, like, all that stuff is unnecessary. You feel me? Like, that stuff is good for you to have. Like, cool. But the religion is, and especially if you're married, especially if you're talking to girls and you, you, you're trying to be this alpha man, quote unquote. All you men want to be alpha. All you men want to take lead, take control. Blah, blah, blah. But how, if you cannot take control and lead me, and the only thing that I need you to lead me in this life is the religion. That's all. I need a man to lead me in. You know what I'm saying? So, and a trying man is everything. If a man, like, he's trying to, you know, learn the religion, he's, especially if you tell him, like, that's something that you're into, the religion, and, you know, trying to, you know, practice the religion as much as you can. And he shows you that he, that's everything. Like, oh my God, like, you love me that much that you're willing to do this for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you let a man know, like, what you want, what you like, what you expect before y'all even get, like, intimate, and he shows you all that stuff beforehand and that's amazing you get what i'm saying so yeah i think we're gonna stop here because we said a lot um so yeah thank you guys for tuning into let's talk band twos this i every day i think i see like a new subscriber so thank you guys for subscribing to our spotify um yeah so good night it's probably not nighttime when y'all read this or listen to this so let me stop this